everyone. Welcome to episode four of Married Undergrads. This week, um, we have our friends David and Nan on the show with us today. Howdy, doodly. Hey. Howdy, y'all. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing just fine, thank you. <laughs> I'm doing quite nice, actually. That's great. <laughs> we are. We love David and Nan. We're we're glad that they're here with us today and uh, to talk to us a little bit about emotional health. I think that's a topic of our discussion today. We're super happy to be here anytime we get mate or food. You know, just coming over. The Banyas, <laughs> we love them. So I just great. like hanging out with Nikki. <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. <laughs> um, so how did you guys meet? I'll handle this one. So we met up here at BYUI in Chem 105, and I spotted this really pretty pair of eyes under a Winnie the Pooh Sherpa beanie. And <laughs> I was like, I got to talk to this girl. And so I later saw that she also had dyed hair, and I was just very, very interested. And she was not interested at all. She thought I was totally not her type. And so <laughs> I did was, think you were the cutest boy in the class, though. Ooh, okay, in chemistry class. So, so then I asked her out, and she was like, I guess I should say yes, because, you know, you're supposed to say yes when people ask. And then I totally won her over, and it's been great ever since. Except I didn't go on our first date. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. She totally bailed out because I, oh, no. I thought she just, like, didn't want to go on a date with me, but... So it turns out that, okay, like, four weeks before I even knew who David was, I found out I had a food allergy. I'm allergic to soy, and I didn't realize I could be an allergy at the time. And so I was still trying to figure out what I could and could not eat and how to figure out, you know, what allergens were in food. And on the topic of mental health, I have depression and generalized anxiety, and um, like the night before we were supposed to go on our first date, I was kind of in a low spot and my friend came over to where I was working at the time and he's like, hey, let's go get some food. I was like, food sounds great. Um, I was just having a slight meltdown at the time. And so he took me to uh, Cafe Rio, Cafe Rio, which I found out the next day has soy in almost all of their food, except for their tres leches, which I happened to wow. not get that night. Yeah, it sucked. Very unlucky. Nobody suspected. Nobody. And so I spent the next 24 hours severely ill. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> wow. So what did you think of that, Dave? First, I was super nervous because I was like, oh, man, what if you, like, committed so hard to not wanting to go on a date, she faked sick and didn't even go to class? Like, that would be devastating <laughs> for my for my own ego. But thankfully, <laughs> I just happened to have a friend and... By friend, I mean this chick I became friends with because we had all of the same classes together that semester. I had no idea who she was before the semester. Um, but she was also in the class that David and I were in. And so she could tell him that, yes, I was actually sick and not trying to bail out on what I actually thought was a very cool date. So what happened after? When was the next date and stuff? So I firmly believe that if a guy asks you out and you're unable to make the first date, you should still offer him a date in return. And since I was not interested, I was like, hey, you can come on a group date with me and my friends. Because my friends and I Burn. were thinking about going <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were thinking about going um, ice skating. And all my friends bailed because I was busy that week and couldn't get it together. So we ended up going rock climbing instead, which is my, one of my favorite sports. And so he spent the whole night looking at my butt. <laughs> I was belaying, so I was beneath wow. and was looking up. So the only way to spot is by watching her carefully. He enjoyed it. Very carefully. Of course I did. 
<laughs> and then we went out for sushi and oh while we were rock climbing so we're both fairly competitive people <laughs> so on this first date we both rock climbed until we literally could not climb anymore we were both lying on the ground with our arms just shaking <laughs> it was awesome <laughs> then we got sushi and he started hanging out with me every day actually he started hanging out with me before that like every day because you would come after chem class and just hang out with me and Alani and the MC. Yeah, that didn't count. I when mean, I started hanging out at your apartment after the first date, that counts. Yeah, that counted. But, you know, hanging out with us in the crossroads definitely helped. There you go. How long did you date until you got engaged? And then how long were you engaged? We were official for five months from basically mid-February to the 4th of July. And that's when I proposed. And then we got married in September. So, yeah. How long have you been married now? Two and a half years. Good job, babe. Yay! <laughs> awesome. Okay, now let's let's jump into our. Whoa! Are you okay? <laughs> Fell off the chair. <laughs> Your chair. <laughs> are you okay? My pants are really We're slippery. That in. <laughs> to our listeners, she just fell off her chair. <laughs> It looked like you were reaching for something. I was reaching for the table to catch myself. Okay. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the, the actual topic of the discussion. More mate. <laughs> More mate. So I, I, we wanted to ask, how important do you guys feel mental health is during college and in marriage? Yeah. Um. Real quick. Also. I just want to put in a disclaimer because all of us are saying, you know, personal things. Um, these these situations and such can be different for everyone, but we're just sharing like our own personal experiences with it. So just so everyone knows. <laughs> Personally, I feel like those are two very different but connected questions. Um, in college, like the time before I was married and the time after I married um, are two very different areas in my mental health because... I was just kind of coming to the realization that I had issues about, I don't know, six to eight months before I met David. Um, <coughs> so I was still kind of figuring myself out. Um, and I realized at the time that I was very lonely. And so I had a lot of really good friends. I had great roommates. But being married has really helped in my marriage. Just helped me um, be more, because I wasn't unstable, but it's helped me be healthier. Um, it's helped my grades a lot, not only because David is so good at doing homework, but he also just helps me feel more focused. <laughs> He's insanely good at doing homework. Like he can sit and just sit and do it. And I'm over here like I have to take a break every five minutes or I go crazy. Yeah, Nikki is like that. <laughs> She's very good at it. <laughs> yeah, so being married has helped my mental health and as such has helped in my grades. And I feel like college is one of those times where you really find out about whether or not you have any mental health issues because it is a time of extreme stress and like you work so hard you never get a break because everything you have you take home with you that you have to do um you're learning things that might be interesting or might not be interesting but that pertain to your life as a whole if you don't pass that class well you might not graduate on time and that's another two thousand dollars down the drain um, and so it's an extremely stressful time of life. And I feel like mental health during this time is important because you can either succeed or you can drag it out and take a long time and build up student debts. So I 
I think there's just an incredibly different dynamic from having your from having mental health issues when you're just uh like let's say if you're single and in college because then it's really just like you and maybe your roommates that kind of have to like get through it but it's just really hard I'd imagine just for yourself because you don't want to you don't want to open up on your roommates and just dump all the emotion and everything on them because then you're a weird roommate so uh being married now and still going to college and you know tr- and just like seeing how now that you don't focus so much on like meeting people and acting normal because you're just with this one person who you don't have to act around and so i feel like a lot of the issues come out but they're also there you can deal with them together as opposed to just hiding them or letting them explode on your roommates so but either way mental health is just so important because you know like they said about elementary school and middle school to high school, how everything is so important because it determines how well you do in the next thing. And then college, the next thing is your career. Finding a way to achieve a sort of mental health is just so, so important just because it sets a tone for the rest of your career because this is very stressful and it's only going to get worse. But this is one of the times where the university makes resources very available to help and you can have friends that aren't professional, you know, workers you can have roommates and stuff that can help but easily the best has been just having a spouse really work through it and kind of get get set for the rest of your life and it's amazing to have a spouse who's willing to do their research because you know (laughs) i told david before we got married that hey i have depression hey i have anxiety it's gonna cause like i'm still learning about it i'm still going through like i think i was in counseling at the time And so I was still kind of figuring out for myself and to help me, David, actually, I recommended some sites to him. I'd sent him links and he would Google on his own, you know, how to help a spouse with depression, how to help a spouse with anxiety, best ways to deal with it. And because it's unique for every person and he was there all the time, he was the best equipped to handle when I had episodes or handle when things were just bad or even when they were good and how to keep me good. I will interject that Nan makes me sound really really on top of it when in reality i had no idea what i was doing and she would tell me to research it and so i would <laughs> i feel she, you brother <laughs> she makes me sound really good and this is like on uh, proactive but. he was willing to research it after i told him yeah there you go yeah that that's the good part <laughs> awesome um i really like you know what you guys said there because i mean for me and ja well i mean it's like my whole life i kind of felt like something was kind of different about me exactly yes i, I know but exactly I, how that feels my mom said i was unique so. <laughs> she's not wrong yeah. <laughs> but you know it's just like i didn't really know everything that was going on all i knew like when i was an adult was that like things would make me more like way more irritable or like very distressed like like more than they should and so last summer i kind of like you know i started going to therapy and things like that um And I discovered that I had um, obsessive compulsive disorder. And so for me, it's I mean, like, I totally get what you guys are saying, because for me, like, you know, before we were married, it was kind of like I was just winging it. And I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but YOLO, who cares? You know what I mean? Um, Because no one was really there to, like, listen to me and care enough to help me. You know, I mean, obviously, my parents care. My brother cares. But like, you know, I was in college, you know, so I was on my own. Um. And so I think that that has, I really like what you guys said there about just kind of like working together through your problems. 
um, or through, you know, the things that you struggle with. I think that that's, that's a really good, admirable thing. Yeah, I just wanted to add to that too. Um, you guys talked about the resources provided by the university. Um, here at our university, BYU-Idaho, no. they actually... <laughs> <laughs> To, to our listeners who are also students here, um, on-campus students, there are there is um, free um, counseling. Yes, you get two semesters free, and if you need longer, they will recommend you to um, local professionals. And they're really good, and you do have to, there's like a two-week week waiting, but they try to get you in as soon as possible. Nikki and I actually last semester went to two workshops. So we had, we went to a weekly workshop where they talk about stress, anxiety, depression, PTSD, and why that happens, um, why we experience that, um, what we can do to, to neutralize them or to manage them. Um, and then there was another program that we did called Thrive on campus. I remember you told me about that one. It sounded super cool. Yeah, it was super awesome. They provided different ways that we can manage stress. And all of these things, um, stress and anxiety, and all of these things are given to us for free. I mean, Thrive was like, you had to pay like $25 per person, but it's for like a nine-week program. And it's totally there to help you yeah so i think to to our listeners if you're a student here definitely take advantage of these resources absolutely okay so um what kind of mental health dynamic do you guys have like in your home so like you know kind of like you know nan was mentioning some of the things that she struggles with does david get like really stressed out or like you know all these things like what, what do you guys kind of i'm perfect so <laughs> <laughs> Let me move you out of the way there, Bucko. <laughs> um, no, he does get, he gets angry. He gets frustrated. I mean, he's human. Okay, so as an example, right after we got married, we're going on our honeymoon. So um, our hun- we went to Universal Studios on our honeymoon. And we happened to go in the week between two giant hurricanes in Florida. So we went between two hurricanes and the Uber dropped us off at our hotel. And the hotel, like... Only had the first floor lights on. No one was in the parking lot. There were fans all over. There's like bottled water, waddle, blah, 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 bottled water in the lobby. And there's just like one dude there just typing on a computer and cleaning stuff up. And so I'm like, hey, we have a reservation here. And he's like, how? What? <laughs> like uh, through our travel agency? I don't know. And We've so been he, married like maybe 48 hours. Yeah, like this is the next morning after the wedding. And so he's like. We canceled all the reservations. The ho- the last hurricane blasted out all the windows on the west oh side of gosh. the build on the east side of the building, and so I'm like, we were never notified. And he's like, we'll we'll notify your thing. And like I looked up and it said like, anyway, he, we never got notified, and so they had to put us in a different hotel that was way farther away. And so so as we're at this hotel that's had most of the windows destroyed, this is to this day probably the most frustrated and angry I have seen David. It was, I was, and I, I was like, okay, this is my moment as a wife. How are we going to handle stressful situations? <laughs> <Me>. <laughs> so I, I, what I remember was I was just like, I was just kind of like hunching my shoulders and just quiet. I was very frustrated. And I don't know. I feel like since then I've been able to handle him, well, support you. I've been able like 
he has his moments just like anyone else and it's honestly helped me because I can see how he deals with his emotions in a healthy way and mimic it to some point. Also, he has a very light outlook on life, I guess. And I'm, I'm not a pessimistic person, but it still helps me see light in a lot of places. But I think I, I'm good for you. I agree. <laughs> and so, it, but it's, it's definitely super different, my perspective, because I've, I've never had a, any sort of mental illness or disorder. Like, I have a cousin that has schizophrenia. My grandma's bat crap insane. Mine too. We bonded over that. That's true, actually. <laughs> That's part of how we met. But it's just, we bonded on that. But uh, I, nobody in my family, like, nobody has OCD. Nobody has anxiety. Like, I have... In, in your... In my immediate family. Yes. That I know of. But yeah, it is super different just coming from my perspective where literally, like, the world is perfect. And so it was really a... It was a big uh, learning curve to just figure out, like, what should I be doing? What... How can I best help her, you know? And like, and how, what's the appropriate way to talk to her father who has PTSD and stuff like that? So our dynamic, I would say, is like Nan is bettering herself. She's learning to handle the scenarios. And my role is just to help her get it done. And I honestly believe part of my upbringing, like how I was raised in such a, a nice scenario, was to help people like Nan or to prepare me for Nan you know just so I can learn to be steady and I can learn to to help and so I'm just I'm very thankful for my upbringing I'm I'm very thankful for Nan and I'm thankful that we've been able to find a way to well make it work really mm-hmm. also I'm a really good cook and that helps I'm super food motivated <laughs> <laughs> Hence why I like to come to the Banya's house. So I just kind of wanted to um, to thank you guys for sharing that, um, what you guys just talked about. And um, that's actually, too, like one thing that I've learned as well um, when it comes to dealing with, with Nikki's, like um, helping her with her anxiety, um, with her OC, OCD. And um, I, I've seen so many things kind of change in her as well as she's, like trusted me and as she's um, opened up to me um, become a little bit vulnerable in front of me and to just kind of show her um, emotions and so and I was very grateful for that to be able to to see what she's going through and to know how I can help her and I kind of did the same things like like you did um, David like kind of like doing some research as well and she also told me to do some research. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's actually because of of her of her openness that we realized that hey maybe you should also you should do therapy, and that's something that we thought would be good for her and it's helped, right? Um. Yeah. I think for sure. Like, it was very hard. Like for me personally, it's just very hard to like put a label on what I'm feeling. You know what I mean? It's very like, I just feel super like mixed up and like confused. And I'm like, I don't know really what's bothering me right now, but like, it's something that I can't get over. You know what I mean? And it's just like sucks all the energy out of you. You know what I mean? Yep. You're just, you're yeah. And so it's, it was actually, so our honeymoon was, um, almost a year after we got married. It was last August and we went to Hawaii. Um, yeah, we had to save up for that one. So that's why it was so late. Um, and so I actually had my first 
panic attack on our honeymoon, which is so like annoying. So romantic. I, I know, so romantic. But yeah, so that was actually when we, you know, it was just so, it was so strange. Like all of a sudden I was just having this weird episode. And so it was just very eye-opening, I think, because up to up until then, I kind of didn't want to admit that I had anything. You know, I was like, no, nah, like I'm fine. I'm just irritable, you know, or I have an attitude, you know? <laughs> yeah, I actually had a lot of friends who were diagnosed with depression in high school because I, you know, that was a fad, you know, everyone has depression. They're all caught, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, my problem- so weird. It was so weird. Listen to My Chemical Romance and such. Okay, I told was one of those kids and so <laughs> I didn't want to be one of those people I mean I didn't have depression I I was not one of those people I didn't need to go to therapy even though my family was a hot mess I didn't want to be one of those kids which is one of the reasons why I put it off so long yeah yeah totally and so that's really I mean I think that that was the moment when I like you know had a real panic attack and when I well my first one and when you know we realized how much this was interfering with our relationship and with our daily life that you know, I was like, okay, maybe I should, you know, check it out. But I was, I think deep down, I was just scared. And Jay told me this once too. He's like, are you just scared that like, they're going to tell you that you do have something? And I was like, well, yeah, like I am, you know, I don't want to, I I just didn't want to admit that I had to change anything or that I had to work on anything. You know, I just preferred being like, I'm moody today, you know, or like, I'm just really stressed out today. So I get to say whatever I want, you know? Or I get to act however I want. But I've realized now in in trying to be open and in trying to do, you know, just in trying to treat J.A. the way he, he deserves to be treated, it's been very... Um, it's been very beneficial for me to to just step back and realize that it's okay for me to have, you know, like a chemical imbalance or whatever it is, but it's not okay for me to just do whatever I want as a result of that and that I do have to to work on myself. I do have to, you know, take care of myself. I have to, um, you know, because other things can affect it too, you know, like the way you eat and all those things can really, you know, I just, I can't afford to get like out of whack. You know what I mean? Because, you know, and so, yeah, I just think that um, kind of like admitting to having something, you know, was like really beneficial for us as a couple, because like he said, we were finally able to like be vulnerable and be, you know, like in this together instead of kind of like, opponents so yeah that that layer of trust that actually i'm still working on trusting david even though he's never shown me that i couldn't trust him ever it's just like there's just this block when you when you have something like this like yeah i understand perfectly like you don't really want to admit it or you can't put words to it or you can only think of one thing which is a symptom of anxiety just this one thing you can't get rid of and you can't get it out so yeah trust is very important and it's one of those things you just have to like, you literally feel like you're jumping from a cliff and when you're deciding to tell someone something like this. And to anyone listening who has problems and relates to what we're saying, I highly recommend telling the person closest to you, whether that be your spouse, a sibling, a parent. Um, a roommate, maybe? A roommate. I personally could never trust my parents with something like this, and I still can't. But I had lots of roommates who were willing to help me. Yeah, so... Um, with that said, then what, what advice do you guys have, um, besides what you just said, Nan, um, for couples who may go through these similar things as, you know, you and I do, and we do. I I will say one thing. So one, don't try to proactively diagnose your spouse with something like that is not the way to go about it. Don't say, I think, I think you have anxiety and depression and that'll just piss them off. So just don't. It, yes, it will. 
<laughs> so I, I didn't do that. I'm just imagining that. So like, don't try. But once, once your spouse has recognized or acknowledged or whatever, that's when you should take the advice <laughs> that both me and, and JA have followed. And that's when you research on how to help your spouse as a spouse, not as a, you know, a Dr. Phil or a psychiatrist or anybody, but just how to be a, a more supportive spouse to your, your loved one. And I would also say, don't be afraid of therapy. There are lots of people who go to therapy that for reasons that have nothing to do with a mental illness. They just go because they need someone to talk to or because they had a bad day. But always take advantage of a resource if it's given and don't be afraid of it. Even if you don't think something's wrong, it doesn't hurt to go and talk to someone who's a professional. Um, I was just going to add to that, kind of like add to what you guys said. Um, if you are the person that is struggling with some things, I think one of the biggest things I've had to learn is just like patience with those around you who are trying to help you. I don't know. It, I just I get mad at him like for what he's trying to do. And then, you know, I have to like step back and be like, wait, he's trying to help me. He just doesn't understand, you know, and it's like for me, like. I barely even understand what's going on in my mind. So how can I expect someone else to truly understand what is what I need and how to give it to me or like, you know, all these things? Because at the end of the day, I mean, J.A. would do anything for me. I know that. And so I I just have to humble myself and like realize that he is trying and to just kind of continue to trust him and continue to to lean on him, even though he may not be perfect, because I'm also not perfect with, you know, his needs. And so, yeah, exactly. I, I agree with that. I I actually recently started therapy like four weeks ago, I believe. And um, the reason is because I saw the benefits that it, it had on Nikki and the benefits that it, it could have on me as we went to those programs, those free programs that they had on campus. And so I decided, hey, I also have, like, things that I struggle with, you know. Um, I had a problem with, like, my temper. I had a problem with, like, kind of, like, toxic perfectionism kind of thing. Um, there were times that if I got a B on a test or a quiz, I can't function the rest of the week. And so I thought, I'm like, hey, there must be something about me. But I was like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deny, deny, deny. But finally, when I saw Nikki um, and her improvement because of meeting with um, a therapist, I thought to myself, I feel like I could also improve. There's room for me to improve when it comes for my mental health. And I decided this semester was a semester and I jumped straight into it. And after my first meeting, I felt instant kind of relief um, I felt a little lighter and was able to go through the week um, with an added strength. And so I definitely can, I can be a witness that therapy works and you don't have to have like mental illnesses, just like Nan said, to, to do this. You can do it just because you want to take care of your mental health, you know? There's a, a graph or an image I really like of therapy, and it's um, so it's just kind of cartoony. It shows this woman sitting on a couch, you know, kind of a stereotypical um, therapist couch, and she is sitting there and crying, 
and there's this bubble above her head, a speech bubble, and it shows all these like three or four different colors of yarn just all tangled up together. And these yarn are being um, transferred through the air out of her speech bubble into the speech bubble of the therapist who's sitting across from her. And they're being wound into separate balls of yarn by color. And it's one of the most beautiful and I think accurate images of therapy I've seen. They take what's in our head and they help us organize it. Also, I will, I'll just add a little bit that, you know, preventative medicine is always costs less than treating a, a real sickness or a disease. And at the same is obviously true of going to see a therapist or whatever. Just making it sort of routine, maybe not like the whole semester long or whatever, you know, just stopping in just to, you know, make sure that really nothing bad's going on. It's like you go to a doctor not only when you're sick, but also just to get a checkup. And also the health of your body has a lot to do with your mental health. Oh, so much. So much. Like, actually, the first session I ever had with a therapist, she's like, how are you exercising? I was like, well, I exercise, like, I don't know, once every other week. And she's like, okay, first thing I'm going to prescribe to you is to exercise three times a week for half an hour. And I'm going to try to get, like, try to get that up to three times a week for an hour. Um, I'm not very good at that, mostly because I'm taking 15 credits at the time. But because she said that, it really got me thinking into and looking into natural, like, vitamins and... um, more natural sources I could go to to help my health. So that was our last question. Um, We are super grateful for you guys for coming today, and we love you very much. Thank you so much for the things that you guys have said. Love you guys. We love you. Anything for the banyas. (laughs) I'm the the banyas.